0: You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 142. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I'm JC, and we are having an amazing time during the season. This week is guest week, and I can't wait for you to hear this insightful and inspiring conversation with author and singer Jamin Hart. Jamin has written two books, Faith Overall and Still Gonna Praise You. And she is here on the podcast today to encourage anyone who is multi-passionate, but isn't sure what their calling actually is. Jamin also speaks into the truth that we can't juggle everything, even if we want to. Join us for a really real and fun episode today. I loved so much getting to know Jamin more and talking with her, her willingness to share her experiences and wisdom. It seriously is going to benefit your faith greatly. So, here we go, friends. This is episode number 142 that I am calling Gifts and Passions with Jamin Hart. Hey guys, I'm JC. Are you ready for real conversations about faith, business, and life? Me too. This is the Hello Awesome podcast, where I bring forth topics and truthful insights that will encourage you to make intentional choices and pursue God with your whole heart. Are you ready to say hello to the awesome blessings that God has for you? All right, let's do this. Hey, before we get into this episode, let me just share with you a couple of things some of my friends are doing. Over at Oneness Essentials, you can get handcrafted soap and beauty products that will make your skin fall in love with you again. Go to onenesssoapbiz.com and use our special code Hello8 for 15% off your next order. Also, Jessica's Most Modest has some amazing clothing that you need in your wardrobe next season. Go to JessModest.com and use our code HelloAwesome for 15% off today. Years ago, when Summer Neal was asked to take over her church's social media, she didn't know where to start. She didn't know how to create content. She was not a professional photographer or videographer and she didn't know a thing about how to connect people with online. Well, Summer does now, and she's eager to share that knowledge with you. The Social Pentecostal is a social media consulting company that seeks to empower the church to utilize social media effectively to reach the loss and to make heaven bigger by teaching social media's best practices to church leaders and creatives. The Social Media Pentecostal offers monthly online training through the Social Pentecostal community. Follow her on social media at The Social Pentecostal to learn tips and tricks for your church's social media management and content creation. God does not need professionals. He simply needs a willing vessel. Let The Social Pentecostal help you bring glory to God on social media and together you can reach the lost and make heaven bigger. For more information, visit thesocialpentecostal.com. Hey everybody, thank you for... Being back on the Hello Awesome podcast, I'm so excited to uh, chat with a very special um, online friend. It's so good to actually hear your voice, Jamin, and to <laughs> to just be here with you. So thank you for taking your the time to be here. I just really appreciate you. And yeah, I would just love it if you could just share with everybody a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yes, so I'm Jamin Hart. And I am
1: a full time evangelist wife. And I was raised a preacher's kid my whole life. I'm from a really small town in Minnesota, Moose Lake. My parents still pastor there and live there. And after that, I went to Indiana Bible College. I've always felt just such a call to music ministry and even really to speak. And I just, that was just my dreams and my heart was. Bible college. And so I did after high school, I went to Indiana Bible college. And then my senior year of Bible college, my husband did not go to IBC. He was already a full-time evangelist, but we met. And then right after I graduated, we got engaged and married. So ever since then, I've been a full-time evangelist wife. And something that's kind of a little bit unique i always i loved singing i always wanted a singing husband i didn't think i would get a singing musical husband yeah <laughs> but my husband does sing and even before we ever met he had already recorded he's written i think 70 some songs he's he had already recorded five albums in nashville even before we met so wow. that was just a little detail god worked out
0: and we've recorded two albums since we've been married well, God knows the desires of our hearts, doesn't he? He does. And, and I love that. I mean, God just is the best matchmaker. And I think it's so cool. Um, because not every husband has to have the same giftings you do, but I think it is special when you can share that for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, as I was preparing for this episode and I was, you know, really looking at your books and, and, you know, going over your ministry, which is amazing, by the way, um, I'm just so floored by what God is doing through you. Um, I was struck by something that I know I've always thought about, and that's like being multi-passionate, you know, uh being gifted mm-hmm. in multiple things, um, which those of you who are not are probably rolling your eyes and I'm sorry, but (laughs) some of us just have a hard time um, with that, even though it's a great thing, it can be a challenge. So I I was just curious, was it ever difficult for you in the beginning being multi-passionate or having these different giftings? Yeah. And
1: even still there's moments that it can be kind of hard to juggle everything because I'm, I'm like, on top of everything else, I'm high energy and I've like, 27 hobbies I want to do everything and I love Mm -hmm. everything so um, I will say as far as like writing songs music music ministry that is such a huge passion of mine and and writing and speaking that is equally a passion of mine but as cliche as it sounds it, it almost happens organically the seasons where I'm really focused in writing, and mm. then um th- there's times that just all takes a back seat, and it, it it's just time for me to write and my songwriting it's I've talked to so many people and it's very I feel like it's different than a lot of people's ninety nine percent of the time that I have written a song, it has been in my devotion time, it has been in prayer where I'm praying. And, and I go to the piano and I will, I will start singing a song and I normally turn on my my recorder and I will sing the song from start to finish. There's afterwards I'll kind of, you know, nitpick and, and work on a few things, but um, that's normally how I, I just get inspired. I just get overwhelmed with the goodness of God. And that's, that's normally how songwriting
0: is for me. It's just in, in moments like that. Yeah, I definitely can relate to that, and um, I think it's easy, you know, for people to think like we're a hundred percent in everything all the time, <laughs> which oh yes, I think inside we want to be, but that's impossible to oh, do.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> um, oh, I was just gonna say, I actually struggle with being organized, but I've learned <laughs> I'll have like daily little lists on my phone and things Mm -hmm. I, I know I have to get done. I have a planner now and focus more on that just to help juggle it. Um, something else that it's not a talent, but it's kind of a priority, I guess with me is, um, I'm very passionate about like walking and exercise. Mm -hmm. And there have been so many times I will be out walking and I'll be even on my phone, like making notes that I want to add to my book or I'll turn on my video camera as I walk on my phone and I'll just I'll just start I'll just start talking and I'll write that down later and I'll end up adding it to my book so Mm -hmm. I kind of will sometimes hit
0: two things at once (laughs) yeah I definitely can relate to that and I am so thankful for technology now that we have that ability Um, cause I'm the same way. I use a notebook app and I have folders in there of all the different things. That's how I keep organized just because it's just a place to dump everything. Um, but yeah, I just, I really wanted to touch on that because I know that there are young ladies listening to this who are feeling really confused probably. And they like many different things and they feel like they have to choose. And maybe God wants, specific people to choose but there's other people that like you said there's are seasons for things and exactly it's, it's okay to be multi-passionate or have different giftings um god wants to use it all
1: exactly exactly it doesn't it's not all at once there's there's mm-hmm. moments for for all of it
0: yeah and i think like a lot of people just from the different questions that i've received um You know, when they look at someone who is successful, maybe they've written a book or they work in ministry or they have recorded songs and albums out there that they, it's it's always tempting to forget that there was a process before the product, right? The finished thing. What's something that you wish most people would understand about about that, about the whole behind the scenes process and just Um, the idea of success, I guess.
1: Yeah, so it's so true. People, even in church, will look at an anointed worship leader and just think like, oh, I wish I could be them. We -hmm. do see big success, but what we don't see is the, there is always a wilderness season. There's always hard work that goes behind it. So as far as books, and I'm sure you can completely agree with this, I have, I have um, spent 30 hours writing a chapter just to like scratch it and start all over (laughs) and there's some same content but it goes in a different direction right every chapter there is literally hours and hours poured into it and not only that again I don't know if you've experienced this but I like while I am writing a book I, I will kind of relive it almost mm-hmm. as far as my first book i touched and talked about overcoming fear and as i was working on that and writing that to share it with others to encourage others about it it was literally like the enemy was attacking me and testing me to see if i really believed it and i i faced it all again everything i was writing and that's what people don't see yeah they see the success they don't see the they forget the hours and hours of just plain boring hard work sometimes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that goes into it and um same with with music which i'm not you know i'm i'm nothing but um when my freshman year i went to indiana bible college i just that was my passion was just singing Mm -hmm. writing songs i just wanted people to feel the presence of the Lord, because I, I know what an anointed song can do. And um, my freshman year, it was April towards the end of the year. And I was walking out on the platform at Calvary. And um, I was singing on somebody's live recording. And I cannot, the lights came on, it was dark in the sanctuary. And I cannot tell you how clear it was. It was it was almost audible in my heart. The Lord spoke to my heart. And he said, if you were never on a platform again, would you still serve me? Mm. And that night I was the last person to leave the altar. That was, that was, that was everything to me. And again, like, I don't even pretend I am not talented compared to all those, my peers at IBC, but it was so strong. And that night I told the Lord, I will give you six months, not just to say, yes, of course, I'll still serve you and keep being on platforms. I will give you six months and I will not touch a platform and I'll take a semester off of IBC. That is just what I felt like I needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I went back to my hometown, my home church, and and I Cannot even express that was the darkest season of my life. And I believe it was completely God allowed. God allowed me. He allowed everything to happen in that season. Right. But I literally faced anxiety. I never felt anxiety in my life. I, I got an anxiety attack for the first time. I didn't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even fathom that I was facing these things. I, I had to pull over. I was driving and I had such an extreme anxiety attack. I had never experienced these things. And it was the loneliest, most heartbreaking, darkest season of my life. Yeah. And I was so confused because I'm like, God, I am honoring you. I, I'm doing this for you. Sure, yeah. I'm sacrificing this for you. I really felt like that's what I needed to do. And, um, there was one moment I, I, I faced even just some depression. I was just felt so low. Nothing gave me joy. Coffee didn't give me joy. (laughs) It was just so, it was so empty. And one day, just extreme loneliness. And one day I was sitting in my car and, um, I was going to go to the gym and I, I didn't even go in. I sat in my car and I said, God, I don't even know why you're taking me through this right now. I can hardly even feel you, but, I'm going to make a promise to you because you have been so faithful to me. Even in this season, I'm still going to praise you. I'm still going to serve you. And I'm still going to love you through this awful season that I don't understand. Yeah. And everything didn't just magically get 100% better in that moment. But I look back at that moment and later the Lord gave me a song and that song has gone reached so many people but before it was ever a song it was a prayer it was an anthem in my heart and yeah. that is what people so often don't see they see the quote unquote success of a song or somebody speaking with an anointed testimony and they forget that there there there's there's work there's a wilderness season but if god's in it he's going to take you through it and it's always worth
0: it yeah yeah well i appreciate you sharing that story because it's so vulnerable and real and true um and there are a lot of there are a lot of you know an amazing gifted individuals in our movement and just in christianity in general um and i bet if we sat each of them down they would say the same thing Mm -hmm. um I love what you said, you know, before it was a song, it was a prayer. That's what it is. That's what this is. Absolutely. We're sharing things with the world and it looks polished and complete when we give it to people like, you know, we have an editor, you know, or we have uh, right. the song goes through multiple hands and the melody is tweaked here and there and we hear it and we're like, oh, that was easy. Exactly. <laughs> our hands were not in the work.
1: Absolutely. That is so true. And people often, and I mean, there's nothing really wrong with it. They often look at people and we look at people and we say, I want that. I want that success. But the two common denominators are always hard work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the wilderness season.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think about that, obviously, you know, when you're talking about writing writing books, I like to tell people you know, when they when they have nice things to say, I, I appreciate it. Um and I always tell them, hey, this was a lesson for me first. So I'm glad exactly. you're I'm glad you're getting something from it because that's showing me that there's there's fruit there. But yes. it was it was something I had to go through first and God thank goodness he allowed me to to go through that with him. Um, but it's still I'm still so tender about it because I remember how I was when I was there learning it exactly. for the first time. Exactly.
1: Oh yeah, and it's just such it's such a beautiful thing. I remember finishing my first book, and I thought I thought I was writing this for others to encourage others, which I was, but it it was for me all over again. Yeah. With with every book, it's just it's beautiful when God's in it for sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, writing, whether it's songs or, or, or books, it's such a different kind of calling. And I know I struggled with that in the beginning because um, it's not something that you would do every Sunday. Does that make sense? Um, as far mm-hmm. as like if you were called to maybe be a preacher or, you know, a worship leader, um, that's something that you work on probably a little bit more often in front of people, let me just say. Um, But like a creative calling is such a personal thing, usually. And it's a lot of the creativity happens behind the scenes before anybody sees anything. Um, So when did you know that your calling was going to be more on the creative side of things? Was there ever like a moment in time that you remember like, Oh God, like you want me to be, you you want me to use words and write. So I, there, there was a moment, which I was thinking
1: about this the other day. God is just so cool because all my, like even hobbies and all my favorite things to do that I did as a little girl, Mm -hmm. I realized the other day, I am doing that now, all of it yeah for ministry for the glory of god so sometimes we think they're just like interests and hobbies and we love doing them but the whole time god's like i i I gave you that to use for me and it's so fun when, when we get to use it for for something bigger so as far as writing i have always written we have just tons of old journals i would go outside after dinner And I would, my mom had a chocolate chip drawer in her kitchen and I would smuggle a bunch of chocolate chips. And this happened all the time.
0: I like that idea.
1: (laughs) And I would have my chocolate chips, my journal and my pencil. And I would sit on a hill in our backyard and I would just write the most dramatic, old fashioned, heartbreak stories. of They're just so fun now to look back. And go back. And I I loved it. It was just something I did for fun. That was just my pastime, just like Anne of Green Gables, just getting lost in these heart-wrenching stories that she was writing and that I was writing. And I do remember one day I was probably, oh, 15, 16, um, maybe older. I felt the Lord just kind of nudge me and say, this is something I want you to do for my glory. Write about me. And, um, I remember I wrote like a two page paper about that moment, but then nothing. I, I never, I never wrote again, not really, you know, at IBC things. But, um, when I got married to my husband, we were driving down the road one day, we'd been married just a couple months. And I said, oh my goodness, my dream is to just one day, I want to write a book. I want to share just all the things God has done in my life because it's so encouraging when people read it. And he looked at me and he said, then do it. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. He said, no, do it. He said, you can do it. Like, we'll do this. And I said, okay. And so I started, which now I'm probably getting off on rabbit trails, but I started writing and um oh just sharing my testimonies writing my story and as you know it is so vulnerable to not only write a book but especially when your own stories are involved or your own personal stories and testimonies are involved that can be right. very very vulnerable and so i i had so much of my story written down and someone made a comment to me and it just shut me down and for 6 months I I I was done. I didn't write. I was embarrassed of my testimony. I I just thought this is this is just no. There's so many things, and I was in a service one night, and I just felt the Lord just kind of remind me, you start writing again. Don't don't be embarrassed. It's going to help somebody. And so I did, and then it just started coming together really fast. Um, somebody, a pastor's wife was talking one day, she had her masters in English and um, she made the comment, if you ever read a book, I would I would love to edit, edit your book. And and just all these things started fitting together quickly. And that's when you know God is just in it. So and even down to other just oh I would just songs and, and music. Like I just enjoyed that for hobbies in spare time. And now God God uses all of it. I love like even when I was a little girl, I would collect stickers. I loved stickers and postcards. I collect those in our travels. And then um even on our table when we go to churches, I have made little sticker sets to match the books and matching chocolates and bookmarks. So all even like the fun little things, I incorporate that in quote unquote ministry, but I just I want people to see how fun it is to live for God and He uses everything. He'll use everything you give him, even down to the little things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That's so encouraging. And I have found that to be true to different things, you know, that I've done when I was younger. I'm like, wow, Lord, you're doing it. (laughs) You're doing it through me. And I, I'm so appreciative of that. Um, Yeah. And you know, as somebody I've, told this before multiple times on the podcast but as somebody who was not born in church or brought up in church I used to use my gifts not to glorify him and Mm -hmm. for that process watching him like change my heart and change my desires and then ultimately still allow me to use those gifts before him it was like that's beautiful it was like a redirection like no no I wanted you to do this I do want you to do this, but for me to glorify me and opening up doors so that he can be glorified. It's just a beautiful thing. And it's something I could have never done on my own. Um, right. You he know, had to God. Be the one. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I love that. I'll, I'll tell a really <laughs> quick story. Um, I talked about like, grabbing the chocolate chips and writing all those dramatic stories. When I was younger, mm-hmm. when I started writing my first book, I was in our motor home and I was sitting on the couch, eating chocolate chips and writing my story. And it was just this teeny little moment of like, only God is in those little details that just, he turns it all around
0: for his glory. That's such a really fun memory to have. <laughs> it was. It really was. Well, let's talk about books, obviously, since we have that in common. I mean, I do love songwriting. I do love singing. I don't talk about it a lot because um, it's something that's still a work in progress. But um, when it, obviously, when it comes to writing books, I get a lot of questions about how to start writing. And I always say that that's the worst part is to actually oh. start because you get in your head about it. Um, You know, you have to get out of your head. You have to start writing. It's just putting the words down and not having any attachment to them yet. I think that's the hardest part because I feel like people want a specific formula, I guess. Do you find that to be true? Oh, yeah. Um,
1: I always have an overall idea and I... I pray, Oh God, you know, anoint me, anoint me, but he can only anoint you when you start writing and putting in the work. So it does. It's like Nike saying, just do it. That's, that's it. You have to sit down and you just got to start somewhere. And everybody does have kind of a different writing style. I don't know what your style is for me. I just, I, I know what I'm trying to say and I get so inspired and I'm just so passionate that I want to share it. Um, I I just write the whole thing out and then I go back through and make all the changes. I know a lot of people, they are, I mean, they will perfect. My husband is this way. He works line by line, whatever he's working on and perfects each line as he goes, I just have to pour it all out. And then when I get on the pages, exactly what I'm trying to say, that's when I go back and I kind of make tweaks and, yeah. you know, work on things. But somebody um, I heard a professor and an incredibly famous author say one time, you know, if your book is going to be a quote unquote success, if you cannot get away from the idea of your book and it keeps growing. And when it comes to people have said to me as well, like, I I just want to write, I don't know, you know, where to start or if it'll be good. But a lot of times it's, it's people's testimonies or they're really passionate about something Mm -hmm. that idea. And if it keeps growing, we're just, and that's how it's always been for me. It's just, Oh, I I just think of more and more things. I I, want to share this. I want to share this. And obviously if you involve the word of God and you involve personal testimonies, it will be a success and it will keep growing because it's God's word. And just reading somebody's testimony that that encourages everybody that uplifts everybody.
0: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, I'm the same way. I have to just get it out of my head. So I have to just write it all down and may not make any sense, but I just have to get right. it out. And um. I do like using voice to text for my notebook app. Um, yeah, I do too. If I'm walking or if I'm driving, I'll do that a lot. Um, so there's a lot of editing there, of course, because of voice to text. Um, oh, think, yes. Yeah. And, you know, you're able to copy and paste it wherever you need to. And yeah, I think having obviously that overall message of what's the whole point of this? Um, usually that happens fairly quickly for me personally, is I know I I have an idea that the Lord has placed on my heart that I, i have that destination in mind, how to get there. Well, this is the journey. (laughs) Exactly. That's exactly how mine is too. I I have that place, but
1: over time it, you know, the message of the whole concept doesn't change, but Mm the detail change or things that I, I write and I'll end up taking out, yeah, so many things. Um, I've had people say to me, oh, I, I wanna write a book. I just wanna write a book. And I'll say, oh, what What about? And they'll say, I don't know. I just wanna write a book. Mm-hmm. And that, that that's a hard place to start because it right. really does go back to, you have to have that idea that you're so passionate about to be the driving force. And then again, it just it goes back to just sitting down and and putting in the work and writing and writing and editing and editing and not to be scared of the process. Mm -hmm. I'm not ashamed of having an editor. I have an editor. My husband always reads my book through for more context. And then I have an editor for the English and grammar side of it. Mm -hmm. But
0: yeah, same. Yeah. I always tell people I'm a writer. I am not an editor. That's a different exactly. gift. <laughs> we exactly. need those too.
1: Exactly. And I love that you are the same way. Um, I'll I'll just constantly be adding things in my notes or even voice text yeah. that I'll we'll, we'll getting in the book. And then some things that I think are going to be in there. I end up, I end up taking them out, but it's a process. And even, reading my first book to my second book I can see how my writing style has morphed and even on my third book I'm working on right now I can see it's so funny people's books they as they do it more and as things
0: change their writing style just slightly morphs yeah yeah definitely and, you know, that's what we can hope for as a writer is that we are going to grow. It's not it should 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 probably not be the same. Um, True. um Well, at, I know this is going to be a big question, but as an aspiring writer, you know, for anybody out there who loves Jesus, um, how can they take that step towards actually doing it? What would be like that step that they should take? Well, I think there's a practical side
1: and a spiritual side to just about everything. And so Mm -hmm. the, the first step is to pray about it. Okay. God, is this something you really want me to do? Cause we, we can't do it without him. And if we first, if we feel like, okay, this is something I want to do. This is something I need to do. Um, don't just, just start writing, but also, get a hold of some just maybe basic writing styles. I remember when I was working on my first book, I went on YouTube and I um, looked up professional writers and just kind of got some of their ideas. It was so new to me. I didn't even know how chapter layouts, all that worked. I just knew I had this dream and really called to, to write it. So I would watch these YouTube videos as I was out on my walks and, um, he just kind of talked through basics of writing chapter layouts, just really basic things. And that actually helped me. So, even if you have that desire, but don't know where to start, obviously pray about it, but then, then work on. Hey, maybe I can take some classes on even YouTube or, or see what are some just tips to help be a better writer, to be a better communicator, get my own story on paper, right from my heart. That's so cliche, but honestly, that is the biggest thing is right from your heart. Cause sometimes I can think, Oh, that doesn't sound professional or that sounds cheesy certain moments. And obviously we want it professional, but if you, if you get it from your heart, that's what's really going to resonate with people.
0: Yeah, that's good. I I, I always tell you, you know, like, like I was saying before, you know, technology is a beautiful thing if you use it right. You know, we have right. such an amazing opportunity to be able to obviously keep track of our notes and our thoughts and all this stuff. But if we don't know something, we can go learn it. And I think yes. something that God's worked in my heart is being okay with being a beginner. Yes, like it's okay if you're not an author yet, but if you write anything poems, you know, blog posts, whatever you are a writer, and so you have to be okay with not knowing all of the steps or not knowing everything and understanding that this is a process, and that it's okay if you need to hold God's hand through it because that's what yeah. he's here for and it reminds me a little bit of i like what you said about a, a, a you know a natural physical side and then the spiritual side it's so true we mm-hmm. were just um my oldest son um, did our devotion this morning and he was talking about the story he was reading was the jesus walking on the water and peter coming out and then getting afraid and sinking but god Lifted him up and was holding him there. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be okay. Mm -hmm. You're going to step out in this new, on these new waters. And you're not going to know what to do. You keep your focus on Jesus. And you might, you know, get afraid. You might get scared. You might look away and get overwhelmed. And Jesus is saying, I'm right here with you. I'm going to help you do this new thing that you've never done before. That's so true. That's so good. We, even me, I want to jump to, to there's
1: that saying, let's skip to the good part. Let's jump to the good part. We Mm -hmm. do. We want to skip to when we are professionals and it's perfect, but that's not how it always is. And I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about when God called Jeremiah, he was like, Lord, I'm too young. Like what am I going to say? You know, and all these things and the Lord said, don't say I'm too young. And he said, do not be afraid because mm. I'm with you because that's our first thing. We're we're afraid. We're afraid of new things. We're afraid of change. And the Lord anointed his mouth and gave him the words to speak and helped him. And that's why it's so important that we do have both. Because like you said, we do need the Lord every step of the way in the process. But it is also up to us to to put in the work and work on ourselves.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say to someone who is multi-passionate, they're multi-gifted, but they're struggling with how to balance or find rhythm with it all? Oh, I would, I would just kind of say what I
1: said earlier. There are seasons I'm, I love doing it all. So right now I I do spend some time right now I'm not even focused on on like writing songs. I know that's gonna come right now. I'm focused on getting my third book out. So there's just there's seasons and you can't juggle everything. You're gonna drop something. So whatever it is that is most, you know, prevalent on your heart, what is coming up the quickest, that's what you really need to focus on. And there is a rhythm and there is a balance, especially when God is in it.
0: Yeah. I like what you said. You can't juggle everything. You're going to drop something. Yes, that does happen. Um, right. And um, I i mean,
1: I'm bad at that. I want to do yes. everything at once. And mm-hmm. my husband reminds me, hes I mean, it's true. You can't be, if you're doing three things at once, you're not giving a hundred percent to everything it's not going to be as good and so I do have to say okay focus on this one thing but I just have so many dreams so many things I want to do so I just have to remember take it it seasons one thing at a time and it'll still all get
0: done right right of course yeah yeah I love that yeah same you know right now I'm in a season of working on this podcast season and right. i'm fired about that does that mean i'm gonna be fired about it forever well i feel like the lord will transition me to be to go to a different project that's on like the back burner right and that's okay and yeah i don't know he just kind of works it all out as long as we are following him and letting him lead us um it's easy to get overwhelmed when we feel like it's all on us to do it and realize we all have 24 hours in a day there's a lot that we can get done but there's a lot of rest that can happen too. a lot of reflection um a lot of the process is maybe not doing anything at all and just taking time to filter things out and prioritize prioritize our thoughts you know Um, that is so true that is so true I've found there's times like
1: just taking a step back for a few days not even touching it for a week and you come back and you just see it more clearly and you're just re-inspired and that -hmm. is so true
0: yeah I do want to say like for those out there who do want to write think about the topics that you're passionate about in regular conversations it kind of like dawned Mm -hmm. on me when you were talking that A lot of the books, the topics that I write about in my books have stemmed from conversations I've had with my friends and family because I Mm -hmm. realized like, wow, I am like really passionate about talking about this and I have a story to tell that goes along with that. Or I was passionate about a Bible study or a story in in the Bible um, that I could relate to and I just couldn't get off of that. I just kept going back to it. Um, Those might be areas where you might want to explore writing more about.
1: That is so true. That is so true. You talk about things that are closest to your heart. So Mm -hmm. that's
0: true. Think of what we're talking about. So is there a special scripture verse that you seem to return to often and that helps you through the different challenges in ministry? Oh, my. I have... (laughs) I have so many. Um, You're like, JC, the Bible, the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: No, I think um, I remember at Bible college, they said it all the time. God equips those he calls. And it's so true. And just the scriptures, like just knowing I can't even do this podcast without God. I can't, I can do nothing without God, but with God, well, we can do all things. And um, just just, being completely vulnerable, I kind of mentioned it earlier, something that I do struggle with just in certain seasons in certain moments. I struggle with being very fearful at times, and I have got a long list of scriptures on my notebook on my phone that just one after another I mean they just they counteract fear because when god 's presence shows up, he is perfect love he is the exact opposite of fear fear hath torment and so when we start speaking the word of god and the lord shows up it has to leave because perfect love it really does cast out fear and those scriptures there's 365 scriptures in the bible that says fear not one for every single day of our year and that honestly those scriptures just just constantly reading those if i start facing that that has helped me that has helped me so much. And scriptures on peace. Oh, peace I give you, my peace I give you. Not as this world gives. Those are just, we can face anything if we know. We don't have to fear. And when God shows up, if we have his presence, that's something I'm just, I was thinking about it even in this holiday season. We, you know, we're talking about the light of the world. He He came to earth. And the other day, my husband and I were driving from Minnesota back to Oklahoma. And we had just got a really heavy phone call and we went into a gas station and the it was the holiday season, Thanksgiving week, and the uh, worker was just so, we were trying to talk to him, how are you doing? And he was just so depressed, so discouraged, well, you know, not good. And just darkness, just so dark. And we got back in the car and I just, I'm already emotional, but I just started bawling. And I told my husband, I said, this is the holiday season. And I feel like everything is so heavy. There's so much darkness. And we turned on prayer music and we just, we just right in the car, I started praying and listening to just uplifting worship music. And I was reminded, again, just the presence of the Lord filled our car. And when the presence of the Lord shows up, he is light. So even if there's darkness all around us, which there are, our world is so dark right now. But if we have Jesus involved in every day of our life, we have the light. We don't have to focus on the darkness. We have peace. We have comfort. We do not have to fear. We have everything we need when the presence of the Lord shows up in our life. Mm -hmm. So just
0: all those scriptures, they give me so much comfort, so much comfort. I didn't have this as a question, but I was just curious how the Lord has used your giftings to minister to you while you are evangelizing and ministering to other people. Like how has he used your giftings um, when you've had to deal with difficult situations or trying to speak um, to people who are facing challenging things? Hmm. Um, as far as my, as far as music or just
1: all of it. Yeah. All of it. There've been times, um, the Lord gave me a song years ago called my healer. And, um, there's times if I feel it, I'll share my testimony about just, the Lord has done so many healings in my life and I'll share that testimony. I always tell the stories before I sing the song. Um, and i know there've been times i have been so absolutely exhausted or i've been facing pain in my body a little bit as i sing that and every time every service or moments like that it's like the lord just washes me all over again just yeah he not it, it ministers to me it's it's for the people but the it's just a reminder that this, this is your testimony and all over again he just He just touches me and heals me. And even some of my, I don't know if they're talents, but just hobbies and things I enjoy. If it gets, you know, long days or exhausted or hard, I just, I don't know. I just, I do find joy in just some of those interests and things that God has given me. Yeah.
0: Out on the road. Well, that's what I was, you know, I, I didn't have the question written down. I just kind of went with it because I was just thinking, you know, when you were talking about evangelizing and it is difficult because you're, you're trying to touch lives and you're talking to people about Jesus. And I, I do believe that the Lord gives us these giftings to edify the body of Christ, but also to, you know, uplift ourselves and not to be selfish at all or to be self-centered right. but because the Lord cares about us. The Lord wants okay. to see our countenance, you know, lifted. The Lord doesn't want us to be depressed or sad. He doesn't want us to be heavy. And so I do believe that the Lord does give us these giftings, not only to share with other people, but to make us feel a little bit better. That is true. It it encourages us. It brings us joy.
1: I will say there have been so many times, we've walked, I shouldn't say so many times, there have been times we have walked into a church service where we just came out of a five night revival and traveled and gone into another one. And we are just like weary and exhausted. And every single time when we step into that service and the Lord just shows up, we're, we're completely renewed. He just He just gives us what we need every single time in his presence. And I just, I always leave feeling so refreshed, walking in thinking, oh my goodness, Lord, help me. How am I going to do this? How are we going to minister when we're so exhausted? And he always gives us the strength. And I just leave with my mind blown all over again at just the goodness of the Lord and his presence. And he just, he gives us strength.
0: Well, I love that. And this is so encouraging. And I appreciate, you know, your time and your heart. And I know that this message is just going to minister to everyone out there. It's blessed me for sure. And I love getting to know you a little bit more and dive deep into, you know, your heart and what God is doing. And so you know, thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, I would love if you could just share with us where we can find you online and any ministry information.
1: Yes. So, um, I'm on social media, Facebook and Instagram. It's Jamin and Hart, And, um, we have a website. It's just Jeremy and Jamin And that's when you, where you can find like digital downloads, all of our music, order CDs digitally um, or actual copies. And then all my books are also on that website, jeremyandjaminhart.com.
0: Well, thank you, Jamin, for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you for the opportunity for asking. If this episode blessed you, please take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging, at Hello Awesome Live. I would really love that. Also search my name, J C Pulford J-A-C-Y-P-U-L-F-O-R-D on Amazon to buy my devotionals and coloring books. You can also donate to the ministry of Hello Awesome through my link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E-4 slash Hello Awesome Live. This will help fund future projects that will benefit the kingdom of God. Until next time, keep your chin up beautiful.